This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery and Mystery. Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery. And Mystery. (laughs) I'm Megan. I'm Kara. Hello. Hello. It's my turn. It's Kara's turn. I've got a witchy murder. Ooh. A witch was murdered. Witchy murder. Probably not even a witch. I don't think he was a witch. It's a he. We're going to qualify it as a murder then. Yeah. Not a witch. I only like to qualify him as a witch. He was murdered because he was accused of witchcraft. So. Oh, well, maybe. Oh. Oh, is it? No, never mind. I was like, oh. Oh. now she's disappointed. And she doesn't want to hear my story, so you guys can hear. I'm done. I'm leaving. See you. Bye. Do this without me. What if I did? <laughs> It'd be so awkward. I have thought. I thought about that. Like, what do we do if we had to ever record an episode without each other? It'd be so boring. I would just be sitting here like laughing at all my own jokes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got Giles. 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 Like Giles, but it's Giles. Giles. Corey. Like Miles. Mm-hmm. Giles. Piles. Cryles. Viles. I love our podcast so much. <laughs> what are all the Everybody's words? Everybody's like yelling rhymes at us yeah. right now. Tiles. Trials. Goodbyles. <laughs> Goodbyles. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're trying to think of more, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 I am. Okay. He was born in Northampton, England, sometime before August 16th, 1611, because that was the date he was baptized. So the Church of the Holy, um, whatever, <laughs> has that on file. Where is it? I always like to see the... Oh, sepulcher. <laughs> I, I'm afraid to mispronounce that because it's a religious word. Sepulcher. Mm-hmm. Sepulcher. Sepulcher. Mm-hmm. But that's when they had his baptismal date, so he's born sometime before then. He's a son of Giles and Elizabeth Corey, and they have his birth record in the parish records, but I couldn't find that anywhere. But I also didn't do like hours. Did of you digging. go to England and really try, Kara? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I have a podcast. Hello, parish. Sepulchre. Um, <laughs> Here's the link to our link tree. Um, I have some questions. Can I look into this data real quick? It's from the uh, 1600s. I mean, if you didn't do that, I, I, I just don't even think I can take I you seriously. Okay. Okay. So sometime after his first marriage to a woman named Margaret, he made the three-month journey to America. They settled in Salem Town. Salem Town. Is it like Halloween? So town? there's kind of, but it's in Salem, but it's like, <laughs> kind, of. kind of, but it's like the town. It's not like the countryside. Town, country, country town, country mouse, city mouse. So Margaret mothered four of his children. Uh, there's Martha, Margaret, Deliverance, and Elizabeth. <laughs> normal name, normal name. Deliverance. <laughs> Deliver us. It's oh, hilarious. Boy. Martha, Margaret, Deliverance. 
Elizabeth. And Jeff or whatever. Just what? Todd. Okay. Just why? <laughs> It's a departure. Yep. So in 1659, they moved their family from Salem town to Salem village to start farming. He became a very prosperous farmer. And it, farming was super important back then because the people needed the crops. The people needed the milk. The people needed the produce. Mm-hmm. And he was supplying that to them. Good job. Yeah. So he became like a super popular Farmers are still important. In the city. Yeah. We Wait, love our farmers. I got to tell you this really Support funny story. Farmers. It's very short. Go for it. My daughter was in one of her classes at school. And one of the things that she likes to do that's very funny to me is she talks with a very exaggerated country accent. I love it so much. Well, she saw a video of me when I was a kid. And I had a, if you think I have an accent now, it was, it was far thick. more pronounced. It was hilarious. And my kids are both like fascinated by it. And they make <laughs> a lot of fun of it out of nowhere. They'll just start doing it, you know. Well, she did that in class. They started thinking with the, with the country accent. And the teacher got angry and was like, are you making fun of farmers? What? When Lauren told me that story. Why would you associate a farmer with that? That's what I said. I was like, you know, in a way, that could be offensive to farmers. Like, yeah. if you talk that way, you must be a farmer. I mean, I did live on a farm. But also, are you making... So now, anytime... Like, it's like my favorite thing to do to her. Are you like, making she'll fun say of something farmers? And I'll go, are you making fun of farmers? It's one of those inside jokes that I expect us to have for the rest of her life. Yeah. So I want to thank that teacher yeah. for being strangely offended. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe her dad was a farmer. I mean, my dad was also a farmer. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Like, what? <laughs> I, I never thought that in my life. You're speaking with a country accent. Are you making, Are you fun, making fun of farmers? Are you making fun of farmers? Oh. Dude, I'm going to do it every darn day. <laughs> You don't know nothing. You ain't know nothing. That's the end of my I'm going to ask so I can go in and like do story time with them. And that's how oh, I'm going to read my headless Hank story. Well, Lauren was like, I thought she was going to call you. And I was like, God, I wish she had. That would be hilarious. That would be amazing. I would have laughed. Just then, like I laughed the one time the principal called me from the middle school because Lauren was wearing pajama pants. And apparently that was like the crime of the century. And I was Kids like, at Sophie's school wear pajamas to school every day. I started giggling and he did not laugh. And I was like, oh, this isn't funny to you. Oh, okay. you're not. Okay. Okay. okay, we're not. Right. You have no sense of humor. Oh, we're got not it. amused. Okay, great. Got it. This is because serious. This, this was the offense. least indecent outfit there today. But okay, we're great. We're doing. Yeah, great she things. was allowed to change from her baggy plaid pajama pants into like skin tight black leggings, and that was fine. Totally fine. Okay. All right. Great. The great. end of my interruption. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's good. So he um, was an important farmer. He was a very Giles's important farmer. Giles' dad. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Just like a wealthy figure in the community. After he became a farmer in the Salem village, his wife, Margaret, died. Then he married a London immigrant, Mary Bright, on April 11th, 1664, when he was 53. And she had a son named John. Well, they together had a son named John. We are actually talking about the Giles, who the story is about. Yes. I was still stuck on the parent. Because his dad's name is Giles. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. No, it's it's Giles himself. Giles is Giles. Got it. Yeah. So they had a son to get to together. They Are son. you making fun of farmers? Oh my god. I'm gonna start doing that every time. Okay, so his they named him John and then they just like settled into this like calm little like farming life for twelve years. That sounds fantastic. They just were little farmers and churchgoers and they worshipped and they just did all the things. I love it. But in sixteen seventy six, at the age of sixty five, he was brought to trial in Essex County, Massachusetts for beating to death one of his farm workers. His name was Jacob Goodall. 
um, or Goodell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, according he beat to, him to death. Yeah, according to witnesses, he severely beat him with a stick after he was caught stealing apples from Corey's, from Giles' brother-in-law. And um, he sent him to get medical attention like several days later. He was like, oh, shoot, I did it a little too much. Uh, he ended up passing away. I wonder if it's like internal bleeding or something. Like, what is it that would, you'd stay alive for several days and then. Yeah. Yeah. For stealing apples. Yeah. Um, and it said in the article, since corporal punishment was permitted against indentured servants, Corey was exempt from the charge of <sighs> it's murder. It's okay. And instead with the he charge. For you. you can beat the hell out of him. Uh, he was in charge. He yeah. He was charged with using unreasonable force. People are horrible. <laughs> yeah. All these people testified against him, as well as the local coroner, and then he was eventually found guilty and fined. Then Mary died in 1684, and he married a widow named Martha (laughs) Pannon, Pannon, Martha P. Uh, In 1690, he was 69 at the time. Uh, Some people said that he married her so he'd be accepted into the Salem Church because she was a communing member of the church. She was a godly woman. She followed the gospel. Even though he had a checkered past, the church was just like, it's okay. You can kill the people that work for you. Like, yeah, they no were just guilty. like, you know, come right on in. It's okay. Um, they were like, you know, we questioned the wife's past as well because she had a biracial child with an unknown person. Um, but we accepted her. The Lord accepted her. Uh, it's like you're a murderer, but that's okay. That's okay. She got a biracial kid. <laughs> what? People. People. The world, the world is a terrible place. Ugh. Okay. Church records state Giles Corey, a man of 80 years of age, having been scandalous person in his former time and God having in his later time, awakened him unto the repentance he stood <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> Scandalous person in his former time and godly in his later time. Yep. He making a That's con- everybody. Yes. <laughs> making a confession of such evils as had been observed in his in him before. He was received into the church with consent of the brethren. He was 80 when he started going to that church. Mm. Okay. Yep. I pictured him as younger. This is Saint Earth. How so, old was she? I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. It says her age was unknown. Hmm. We don't really know that well. She was a woman, so who cares? It doesn't matter. Okay, so we're going to get into some, like, witchcraft. Witchcraft trials. Witchcraft. Witchcraft trials. There are three women that were being accused of witchcraft in 1692. It says that they were your typical suspects. And I'm like, what is a typical suspect? Female. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too smart. Uh, The weird people Way too confident. The weirdos of the town. Probably had some money. Yeah. So they were arrested February 29th, examined on March 1st at the meeting house in Salem Village. So Giles attended along with a huge crowd of villagers, but he and his wife kind of got into it before he went to this meeting. She ripped the saddle off of his horse because she was like, you can't go to this. Like, you have a clouded past. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Like, this is going to be horrible for you. I don't think it's a good idea. And he went in. He went anyways after this huge argument with her, and you know that argument wasn't like, "No, honey, don't go." He's probably yelling and screaming because he beat the shit out of his slave. Yeah, 
And she rips the saddle off the horse. Like, yeah. you're not going anywhere. And I'm sure the horse was like, <laughs> what? I'm just standing here. What are we doing? <laughs> I thought I was going to work or something. I really, like, I really love that you stopped to think. That's the horse thing. How'd the horse feel? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So it says that the argument caught the attention of lots of people. And um, Martha was labeled a gospel woman um, after her acceptance into the church. So they're not really sure why people started looking into her because she's a godly lady. She, well, people she had that well. biracial kid, so. Yes, but then gossip started to spread through the town that she prevented her husband from attending the these examinations of the witches. Something's going on. She doesn't want people to know she's a witch. <laughs> like, what? Did you hear about that woman who stood up to her husband? Yeah. The nerve. Dear, she, she's Clearly a witch. Clearly she's, she's a, a witch. witch. Yeah. Burn her at the stake. Yeah. So their troubles, not what happened in the past, that was the troubles for them, began Monday, March 21st, 1692, when Martha was arrested on charges of witchcraft. He was so angry with the situation. He was so angry with everything that's happening. He was so confused with everything that was happening. He was like, hmm, you know, it's possible she was a witch. It's possible. It's possible. She did have a backbone. Yep. Um, during his testimony against Martha, he, he testified against mm-hmm. his wife. He spoke of the sudden illness of his ox and pet cat. How dare she curse my pet cat? And he said she would stay up late at night and kneel by the fireplace. I thought she was in prayer, but you know, I never heard her saying any prayers. She must have been that meditative kind, speaking to the devil. So then on so April, <laughs> on April 18th, 1692, um, an arrest warrant was issued for Giles after Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Abigail Williams, Mary Walcott, and Elizabeth Hubbard accused him of practicing witchcraft against them. He was arrested, brought in for examination, and then he was like, no, no, guys, 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 I take it all back. I change my mind. She is not a witch. I'm not a witch. Like, we can't be doing this. I don't want to do this. I don't even know what witches are. Guys, you've got me confused. You don't get to do that, sir. You don't get to be like, just kidding. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is 
intense. It's wild. Like, I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay, so it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are, like, if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic, so it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. So then while he was in trial, to prevent him from cursing people with his hands and like doing magical spells they tie his hands behind his back because they don't want witchcraft in the courtroom that's too much that's scary um not that i could say words and speak a spell right. like what's her name who had like 27 i'm not sure of that them. holding your hands behind your back really helps yeah. much, of anything, much of anything yeah so court records written by reverend samuel paris all of the afflicted were seized now with fits and troubles with pinches then the court ordered his hands to be tied Magistrate, what? Is it not enough to act witchcraft at other times, but must you do it now in the face of authority? Mr. Giles, I'm a poor creature and cannot help it. Upon the motion of his head, again, they had their heads and necks afflicted. Magistrate, why do you tell such wicked lies against witnesses that heard you speak after this manner this very morning? Mr. Giles, I never saw anything but a black hog. After <laughs> untying one of his hands, the afflicted girls began having fits, according to the Paris records. One of his hands was let go, and several were afflicted. He held his head on to one side, and then the heads of several of the afflicted were held on one side. He drew his cheeks, and the cheeks of some of the afflicted were sucked in. So they're saying that, like, whatever what he, he did, did, they would do? Yeah. Like he was somehow controlling mm-hmm. them? Yep. So he's like the head witch? Yeah. I guess so. so then they were like, Mm-mm. nope, no, 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 we don't like this at all. No, nope. me neither. So then they brought up his testimony against his wife and tried to get him to provide more information about her. And then there's a book, uh, The Salem Witch Trials, a day-by-day chronicle of the community under siege. The magistrates produced the testimony that Giles had given about his wife, on the day of Rebecca Nurse's examination, and asked about the time he was stopped in prayer. Stopped in prayer? Mm-hmm. They stopped him. They said, what stopped you? 
I cannot tell. My wife came towards me and found fault with me for saying, living to God and dying to sin. The gospel woman had presumably corrected a quotation from the Westminster. <laughs> she stopped me. She stopped she you because you, you were saying it, it wrong. Wrong. You ain't saying none of this right. And he's like, I'm a man. That doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then they all just like go on to ask him like all these crazy questions. And they're just like, are you a witch? Just to, are you? Just say it. Are you Are you just practicing? I mean, the thing is, by the time you go on trial for being a witch, it's already too late. Yeah. You know, like there's no, they're not, yeah. you're not going to talk your way out of it. They've decided right. you're a witch before you even. Yeah, exactly. And it said, even though he had believed in witch trials and he participated in them, like he was headed to that one of the three at that one time and he was like, you know, going against his wife and everything, he was just like, mm. Once again, like I don't, guys, I don't, I don't believe in any of this. I don't. I changed my mind. Yeah. Witchcraft isn't a thing. As it turns out, well, it's fake. It's this fake. doesn't it's seem fake. like justice. Yeah, I don't, I don't weird. Like this at all. Weird how it seemed perfectly fine until it was me yeah. on trial. Yeah, definitely guys. supported it. Guys. All those others were definitely witches, though. Yeah, they could have. They could have easily been a witch, mm. but me, not me. I'm just tending to my crops here, guys. <laughs> I'm a farmer. Yeah. In September of ni- 1692. There was a deposition by one of the people who accused him of witchcraft in the Mercy Lewis versus Giles Corey. It says, I saw the apparition of Giles Corey come and afflict me, urging me to write in his book. And so he continued most dreadfully to hurt me by times beating me and almost breaking my back till the day of his examination beginning in April. Honey, (laughs) you're here testifying. Your back ain't broke. Your back ain't broke. (laughs) Your back ain't broke. Are you making fun of farmers? (laughs) I am. How many times? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Mr. I, Giles. I don't know how many times I can make that joke, but we're yeah. going to test the limits. Um, yeah. So it says the idea to torture Corey may have been inspired by a letter Thomas Putnam sent to the judge, Samuel Sewell, reminding him of the murder Corey was involved in years before. Oh. Yeah, we knew that was going to come back about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were just like, I mean, he's going to die anyways. So let's, um... Yeah, he's pretty old at this let's point. Let's figure out some things that we can do to him. Oh, no. Yep. So he... You're going to make me start to feel sorry for him, aren't you? Well, I don't know. Maybe. But he was a murderer, so keep that in mind. Yeah, so many historians believe that Corey refused to continue with his trial because he was determined to avoid a conviction before his death so his estate would pass down to his grown children instead of being claimed by local authorities. Yeah, because in that Grace Sherwood too, right? Mm-hmm. That they talked about taking her. Like land, if you, she was able to get it back. Yes, if you didn't say that you were guilty, if you fought it till the end, or if you were just quiet about it, they could. The state take couldn't land. take your land. It went on to your, to your family, and he was like, "Screw it! Like I know that I'm in here. I know that this is going to happen. They're not going to change their minds. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Like this is getting ridiculous." I'm going to secure my estate. My stepsons are going to get it or whoever's going to get it. I'm just going to be quiet. It'll be fine. In order for the trial to move forward in the 17th century, one was expected to answer the question, how will you be tried? But the answer, this is the expected answer, by God in my country. The trials of both Corys were scheduled for September, but Giles had seen enough of the court proceedings and did not trust that he would receive a fair trial. So he stood mute. Oh, so he, well, they asked him that. He said nothing? Yep. So they were just like, hmm. Okay. And when his case went to trial, he took advantage of this legal tactic standing mute. They were just like, you know what? 
we're going to give you a strong and harsh punishment then to try to get witchcraft stuff out of you. We're going to make you talk. Uh So this torture procedure consisted of stripping the prisoner naked, lying them on the ground, placing a board with heavy stones on top of them. Then weight was slowly increased over the course of several days until the prisoner yielded. He's naked. Mm-hmm. On the ground. Nike. 80-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a board is put on top of it. Yep. How long is this board? We don't know. It could just cover the chest cavity. Could cover the whole body. And they just keep know. adding weight? Yep. Stones. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, you're slowly being crushed to death. Yeah. So, their, their thought was, we'll put one weight on him and he'll be like, screw it, guys. I want up. Like, let me tell you everything. But no. He was like, screw it. I know I'm going to die. I'm 80. Yeah. Yep. So after two days, he was asked three times to enter a plea, but each time he replied, more weight. Then <laughs> the sheriff was like, okay, fine. We'll give him more weight. A witness and other townsfolk said in statements that in the pressing, Giles Corey's tongue was pressed out of his mouth and the sheriff, with his cane, pushed it back in. And then it says there's several accounts of his last words, the most commonly one that's told as he repeated his request for more weight, as this was how he was super dramatic, and he just kept yelling, like, more rocks, or damn you, I curse you, Salem. I mean, I guess at this point, at that age, you've you've just decided you're going to die, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a witch, then I, I get it, I guess. He would just be like, I'm not going to admit to this. Yeah. Like, why would I admit to something I didn't do just because, you know, it's the yeah. whole thing where they're... You're being so hard manipulated yeah. to get the answer they want. Oh, yeah. It says that he did die from this. Um, his body was denied a Christian burial, and it was deposited at the crotch of the roads near the Tafley's Brook, as done with bodies of the infamous wrongdoers. That's what the article That's said. That's amazing. The crotch, the crotch of the road. Of the road. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was the only Tapley's Brook near Salem, and it was located in the South Peabody, and it crossed under Washington Street near the junction of Lynn and Linfield Streets, all in existence at the time of the witchcraft illusion. So it says this area of the Peabody had been known as the Butts since the early settlements, and it's possible that the remains of Giles Corey was buried in that area. They just, the crotch of the road. The crotch and the butts. The butts. crotch and the butts. Okay. Yes, it says that he kind of just haunts the area. Hmm. Um, It also says that there was another similar situation, like case in England of a Margaret Clitheroe. (laughs) That looks dirty. It really does. (laughs) Uh, Who was arrested on March 10th, 1586 for the crime of harboring priests, hearing mass, and secretly being of the Catholic faith. So they... Put weight on her. Wait. She was arrested because she might have been Catholic? Mm-hmm. In the 1500s. In I feel like I need to go read something about, like, why was that a crime? England. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says that his wife was hanged three days later on September 22nd, 1692. The son she had from a previous marriage, Thomas, showed up um, as the petitioner for her loss. And he... I guess nowadays it would be like suing for loss and damages. Yeah, because she was yeah. not a witch. Yeah. Like it was like a yeah. wrongful. So he was awarded 50 euros on June 29th, 1723. It said that because of his death, people in Salem were like, mm, maybe we need to rethink this whole like 
putting weight on people to kill on. Like it's crushing them to death. It's kind of a lot, guys. Um, It's a little much. It's a lot. It says also that even though Giles did everything to protect his assets, Sheriff George Corwin attempted to extort the family for money by threatening to seize their estate if they didn't pay him. And they're just like, you're insane. Like, we're going to continue to fight for this. What a jerk. It's, yeah, but they ended up getting the land and everything. The family? or the, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, the family. Um, according to local legend, the apparition of Giles Corey appears and walks his graveyard each time a disaster is about to strike. It said that he appeared the night before the Great Salem Fire in 1914. And then all of the sheriffs of all time <laughs> until, like, 1991 were cursed it said that some would end up with like weird blood disorders heart issues some would end up dying from heart attacks like all these things happen but the doctors would always be like we can't figure out anything that's wrong with you we don't know what's happening but then like some ended up having to retire and then they ended up moving the sheriff's office to middleton in 1991 and they think it broke the curse because they were no longer in that salem area wow yeah what a crazy yeah and it says that they still people still believe that Giles' ghost haunts the area. And they said that there's a memorial marker located at the Salem Witch Trials Memorial in Salem or Memorial in Salem, Massachusetts. Giles and Martha Corey also have two memorial markers at their former farm near Crystal Lake in Peabody, Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. It really is scary to think about how screwed you were if someone thought you were a witch. Yeah. Like, just screwed. Now, just like, being different. He doesn't seem like the best person anyway, so. No. But his wife. His poor wife. Well, and any other person who was put to death for being a witch is just like. Right. And all of their kids, like his kids, her kids, their kids, they were all just like, I mean, yeah, dad's abusive, but. Not a witch. Yeah. Like, where is this coming from? Just because they got into an altercation. How the horse feel, do you think? I think he was just confused because his owners were gone. So maybe he was under new ownership and he's okay now. I hope he's really, really at least okay. I'm sad that poor horse. And he's really confused about think things. Of, think of all that the horses lost during the witch trials. I mean, really though, like they probably just like were, were like, where's my grain? He fed me an apple every day. I don't, I didn't get that. And um, we know he gonna, takes his apple seriously because he that, killed that one guy over apples. I know who's going to put that in his will. Man, I hope I'm left in that. Nay. <laughs> I can't believe the article wasn't Nay. in there. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to talk about the horse's point of view. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> well, Guys. That's um, one of our great October episodes. Gosh, we're like at the end of October. We, Wow. This is the lot when this is coming out, it's the last week of October. We've really spoiled you all. Don't get used to it. Oh my gosh. Next month, we're going back to we're Tuesdays tired. and Fridays. We're so tired. It really, I mean, the recording part's fun. We have a great oh time gosh, together. Yeah. We love you guys. And the stories are fun. It's the sound equipment that has made this. <laughs> we, in hindsight, maybe should not have made a big change in our setup at the same time that we were going to start doing five episodes a week. It's fine. You know. That's fine. Anyway. Anyways. Thank you guys for being here, for sticking with us. And we love you. So much. And if you would like to contact us about anything. Which is magicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Notes. Show notes have all the links to everything. Yep. And check out the podcast store. Um, We're not going to like 
stop the spooky merch at the end of October. We'll keep that going. Um, and I think we're probably going to add a couple, just a couple things around Christmas, Mm -hmm. but we'll probably wait, I guess, till the spring before we do a big overhaul, kind of like the one we did this time. So enjoy, but do, if you have the, uh, body of a goddess level on the Patreon, don't forget that November 1st, your coupon code is going to change and we'll remind you when we get there. Okay. All right. We love you. Goodbye. 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 Nay. Nay.